Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you know if you have a good idea? Um, I'm definitely not the sole authority or really even an authority on good ideas. I just have come up with enough shitty ones to know that like mm, this one's better than shitty. <laughs> but good is subjective. Bad is subjective. Um, ideas are subjective. So at some point, I recommend not asking for opinions on ideas because you are going to get so turned around. (laughs) Um, I think when you, when you come up with an idea, you have this instinct to be like, I got to go tell somebody about it and I got to ask for their advice or, you know, something of that nature, get their opinion. Before you do that, ask yourself why you want to go validate it. Why do you need validation for this idea? Or if you're going to get advice for the purpose that somebody's going to tell you it's shit, why are you looking for negative feedback on your ideas? So ask yourself the question of like, why do I need to go and run and tell somebody about my idea to get their opinion on it? And am I getting their opinion for the purpose of validation? If so, why? Or am I getting their, their opinion for the purpose that they will kill this idea and then why? Why am I putting in all this work to go to get somebody to like say my idea is shit and then I feel bad about it or I just like, you know, kill the idea altogether? So for me personally, and again, I work in marketing, it's Ideaville, okay? Um, so there are a couple things that I have gained from the industry that have helped me judge whether an idea is good enough to pursue. And what I mean when I say that is even if you think an idea is good, even if you have the data behind the fact that the idea is good, it's innovative, it's helpful, blah, 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 whatever, you never actually know until you start implementing it. You have no idea. And also, if you have involved other people's opinions and some of those opinions didn't need to be involved, you're going to also have to deal deal with that. And that may cause the period of longevity that your idea has, meaning that it could die or it could, it could live. Um, the other reason that I don't really love parading around all of my ideas, it's not really the whole like real G's move in silence thing. (laughs) It's more so like, Ideas are subjective. Good and bad are subjective. So everyone's going to have a different opinion. And 
it's just going to create confusion. So if you want validation to your idea, ask the target audience for said idea. And even then you may get contradictory opinions. So ultimately at the end of the day, it is up to you to pursue said idea or not. Um, there's only so much you can do by asking other people before you actually have to st start putting action behind said idea. Um, so one of the first things to determine if an idea is good enough is, is there a problem that it's solving? And usually the answer to that should be yes. And usually it's a problem that you are experiencing. That's usually, that's typically, not always, that's typically how the idea is born, right? Like I said before on this podcast, 90% of our decisions are made emotionally. That is not a negative term. <laughs> okay. Like that's how we, we make our decisions based on how we feel and that may cause the birth of an idea, right? If something is not, if the usability experience of something is not to your liking, you think, God, there's got to be a better way to do it. And if you think just a little harder, you're going to find a way that you could do it better. Bam, idea, right? So usually an idea arrives from a problem and the idea is supposed to be a solution to that problem. So is there a problem and does your idea present a solution? Okay. Could be a good idea. Um, typically, if you came up with something, doesn't mean you're the only one who came up with it. Ugh, I hate when people are like, you didn't credit me for this. Bitch, you really think you were the only one out of 8 billion people that came up with this idea? What if I came up with it on the complete opposite end of the world? Do I need to phone you and tell you that I also came up with said idea? Like, the fuck? Um, <laughs> so, this is now the opportunity where you ask yourself, okay, I have a problem. I came up with a solution. There's no way I can be the only one experiencing the same problem. There's no way I could be the only one who thought of the solution. So... Does this idea have market fit? And the way that you would see if there's market fit is one, are there already other brands solving this problem with similar solutions? Normally that's the place where people are like, oh fuck, there's competition. I got to shut this shit down. No, the fact that there's competition, there's a good, it's a good thing that there's competition because it means that the problem exists and there are other people trying to solve the problem. That should be an inspiring thing. should be a good thing. And it's going to push you a little harder because then you're going to be like, how is my solution different from theirs? Should be inspiring. Should get your gears going. If you fall off at this stage, then, you know, that's more so like a fear thing, right? Then you start asking yourself, like, why am I afraid to pursue the solution? Why do I think I don't deserve to succeed at this pursuit or what have you like that be becomes a fear thing then um and that's that needs to be addressed if you want to continue like making ideas and like putting them out into the world getting to pe people to fund them getting people to support them whatever so is there a market fit and alongside market fit you know 
are there people struggling with the problem? Like, yeah, an indicator could be that the problem is already being solved by other companies. That's, that's a, a great sign that there is market fit. But also, like, if you're doing social listening or you're asking potential target audience members about the problem, like, do they have that problem? Do they think that that is a viable solution? Do they bring up the solution on their own with you having to tell them that this is your idea? Um, all of those things indicate market fit. Although there are a lot of other things that go into like a good idea, the final thing that I'll say for now is figure out how much you care. Like how do you care about this idea and how much do you care? And I want to give an example of a founder that I recently found discovered through LinkedIn. Um, she, her name is Lucy route. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, and she's actually the cousin of a, one of Whaler's, uh, co-founders. Whaler is one of the largest, um, talent management firms out there. And so Lucy, um, had a really major surgical operation when she was 25 to remove pancreatic cancer. Um, this ultimately ended up kind of propelling her to launch her startup called Taboo, T-A-B-U-U, in 2021. And um, Lucy, essentially, after having her pancreatic cancer removed, was left with a new sort of, I don't want to say disability, but definitely a new life adjustment where she had to take medication every single time she ate, which means chances are that she's carrying around this medication with her, right? And so Lucy launched Taboo after realizing that there really wasn't an accommodation for people who were taking medication frequently in terms of a thoughtfully designed, super durable, cool, stylish, fun pill case, um, you know, for other people that have these, the same kind of problem. So she created Taboo, which creates these durable pill cases that are really fun, that are designed for people like her, but they also donate a percentage of each sale to cancer charities, which Lucy had pancreatic cancer, so that means a lot to her. Um, and the problem itself that are from where Taboo arose was that Lucy going back into the social world with this new adjustment that she has to make was finding herself like apologizing for taking medication in public or doing it privately in the bathroom. And like, you know, it, it was awkward for her. It was uncomfortable and she wasn't really sure how to deal with it. She started doing some market research of her own to see all right, what kind of pill cases are out there? How can they, the options that are currently out there, accommodate somebody's lifestyle like mine? And she was actually really surprised to find that there wasn't really anything that was made for people who were taking medication as frequently as she was, or maybe slightly less frequently, but more frequently than the average person. Um, and so she decided that she was going to create Taboo and start building this product for other people that have a similar lifestyle to her. Um, and she actually ended up going on BBC's Dragon's Den, which is the UK's equivalent of Shark Tank, and secured three investors um, and also a job offer. So it's it's really cool. But essentially, 
the reason I'm saying this is because the how much do you care, the why is like one of the most important pieces, right? You may have a problem that you're experiencing and you think there's got to be an easier way to do it. But if you're not as emotionally invested into it, chances are it's not fully developed yet to become like a good idea. The good idea is propelled by a story. It's propelled by your emotional investment into a cause. Um, it's propelled by your desire to, uh, you know, help people with something. And so that's ultimately where like the, the good idea is really born. Um, and then allows for you to then take that idea and start testing it and pitching it and doing all the other things with it, experimenting with it until you kind of find a groove and see where it really fits in. Do people really need it? Is there really a market fit for it? Um, does it fill a void for people or is it just kind of like me? Am I, you know, is it actually that good? So hopefully this was helpful. I definitely also recommend checking out Taboo. It's a pretty cool company. Um, and hopefully that also gave like a well-rounded, picture of a founder and how her idea for something was born from a personal problem of hers. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.